the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. The Sunday, uh, Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. A beautiful day, John. I, the, doesn't the sunshine go a long way to improving the mood? It means everything. It really does, doesn't it? I mean, I, I took a short walk today. I was out for maybe a half an hour or so. But it does wonders for your mood. It lifts you up. Listen, I mean, I'm not a fan of winter. I think I've made that clear pretty much every day since summer ended. Yeah, but, but you were out and about today, weren't you? I was out and about. And just it being out and about in sunshine, thumbs up. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right. It's a busy day here on the ride home. As we always do, let's get underway with the Wednesday edition. Kath, the uh, news stories, please give us the top four at four. All righty. John, Mike, all of you, for Wednesday, February 3rd, number one. The New York Times is reporting that the House of Representatives will vote tomorrow to strip Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments. A top Democrat announced forcing congressional Republicans to take a public stand on the Georgia freshman who endorsed conspiracy theories, called for the execution of Democratic politicians, and a whole slew of other crazy things before she was elected. Representative Steny Hoyer of Maryland, the number two Democrat, said today that he had spoken with Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, the Republican leader, and that, quote, it is clear there is no alternative to holding a floor vote on the resolution to remove Representative Green from her committee assignments. The vote will make Republicans go on the record for the first time on whether Ms. Green should be rebuked for her past comments. Now, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has already stated his opinion on Representative Green, quote, Loony lies and conspiracy theories are cancer for the Republican Party and our country. Somebody who suggested that perhaps no airplane hit the Pentagon on 9-11, that horrifying school shootings were pre-staged, and that the Clintons crashed JFK Jr.'s airplane is not living in reality. No, wait, I'm sorry, I get this, but I, she said all these things, or supposedly did all these things, before she was elected to office. It's true. So I, it's true. I've got a problem with this. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. Continue we'll talk about this. that later. Right. Number two. Are you going to have a problem with each one of the four things or Maybe. just number one? <laughs> I will bring it up. We'll see where we are. Number two. Also from the Times, in the same room that rioters stormed last month, lawmakers gathered in the Capitol Rotunda today for a memorial service to honor Brian Sicknick, the Capitol police officer who died from injuries sustained during the January 6th attack. Mr. Sicknick is only the fifth person, John, in all of U.S. history to lie in honor in the Capitol, a distinction reserved for private citizens. At least 14 other Capitol Police officers were injured in the attack, according to a memo issued by the FBI. Two police officers who responded to the siege have since died by suicide. Number three. 
Governor Tom Wolf has asked our state lawmakers to raise income taxes on higher earners and give public schools a massive boost in aid as our state government faces a gaping deficit and a lot of uncertainty about how much more pandemic relief the feds will send us. According to the PG, Mr. Wolf's $4 billion income tax proposal that would shift the burden to, quote, higher earners revives a concept he discussed in his first campaign for governor back in 2014, but never actually sought in office until now. Raising the income tax would allow Mr. Wolf to use $1.3 billion, a 20% boost, to help fix long-term inequities in how the state funds our public schools. And last but not least, number four, remember the Macy's at the waterfront? Remember that Macy's, right? Well, it's not going to be any kind of store anymore, John, since Commonwealth Charter Academy, an online education platform, has finalized a deal to purchase the redeveloped office complex. CCA currently occupies the first floor of the building. Siemens Mobility will continue to occupy the remainder of the building on the second floor. So see you later, retail. That's your top four at four. So uh, it'll be a charter school? Macy's will be a charter school? Yes. All right. That's a lot of space. That's a big school. You're not going to be able to, you know, buy your cookware in the same place. So you'll have to, you know, double check that before you walk in. I'm going to be honest. I was never a fan of Macy's. I really wasn't. Yeah, because Kaufman's was so much better. Of course it was. I so know. Macy's came in, I kind of like. I know, like, but I still like the store at the waterfront. I mean, I didn't, of course it wasn't Kaufman's, but you no. know. I think, you know, if you have a turning point for your life, that's kind of like the beginning of it all. Once Macy's went away, everything went to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> The January 6th attack on the Capitol was just it was just another in a long line. Okay, here's my take on January 6th. Now, uh, my, of course, your heart breaks for the, for the officer, Officer Zuckmik. Yeah. That happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Today's February 3rd. Yeah. That's a long time. If they wanted someone to lie in the Capitol Rotunda, what happened from that point to that point? I don't know. I don't know. What is the, I don't know. I what think is the thinking there? It I, seems... I am guessing that had a lot to do with security. I don't know that's what it what, had to do with. That's I, what I'm that's I, what I'm guessing. Me just being cynical, I, I kind of go, maybe this is just a piece of political theater when the time No, I don't right. think no, no, I don't think so. I think it's um I think it's also the first time that our lawmakers have been in public since you know, as far mm-hmm. as like gathered together in, you know, a space that you could easily access since January I, 6th. I was just surprised. I mean, really, when that happened, I mean, I had thought that I had read that he was going to be lying in state, the first, what, what the fifth private yeah. citizen to do that. Uh, that's a huge thing. Um, I, I just, the, the timing was a little, I, I'd like to know more about it is all I'm right. saying. Well, right. I want to encourage you to investigate that. Thank you. And, and to go back to uh, Representative Green, that is a weird, weird. She's story. a nut. Well, look, look, she was voted into office. I know. So, and all of a I sudden, thought, you're going to like, you know, I thought she's voted that, into office and you're going to like cover her and go, you don't exist. Right. Well, they're not trying to cover her and tell her she doesn't exist. They're trying to take away her committee assignments. That's well, then what they're she trying has to, to be do. on some committee. That's part of her job as being a representative. Right? Well, no, I guess well, not. Gonna... I guess she does not have to be on a committee. I mean, you know, she's still wearing the mask that says Trump won to work. And um, I, for some reason, thought that she ran unopposed she in did. her district. She did not. Oh, I thought so. No, she didn't. No, she had. It was a runoff election. Um, she there were a bunch of people in that really? Republican primary, and she and she ended up on top. Interesting. All right. I thought she ran unopposed as well. Yeah. Because we were reading the same. Wonder why we both thought that. Yeah. Anyway, that's not Hashtag the case. Fake news on the ride home. <laughs> 
I don't know. If, I don't think we ever like talked about her election. I don't think I, I don't think we put out fake news. But. First time. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Bad news on a Wednesday afternoon for Representative Green and John and Kathy. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> well, that's a heck of, that's a heck of a lot there to take. It in, sure is. It? Thank mm-hmm. you. That's why I provide the top four at four for all of nice. mm-hmm. All right. Well, should we take a break? Yeah, I was going to talk about the pens, but that's very depressing. Don't even go there. And I was thinking of talking about the Pirates, but that was worse. Wait like the fact that Chris Archer somehow ended up on Tampa got, I mean, the Pirates got played by Tampa so badly in the Chris Archer trade. I can't even put words to it. I'm okay. shocked by it. I fell off the cliff at Macy's closing. All this <laughs> other stuff, that's beside the point. Okay. I'm still back in 20, oh. whatever that year was that the oh. closed. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Please, I I need a little contentment. All right. Okay, well, Melissa Kruger's ready to tell you how to get it. I look forward to that. Okay, stick around. Uh, Yeah, four misconceptions about contentment. You might have thought contentment was this. Well, it's really this. Find out next. 101.5 WORD. The top two dreams on his bucket list were to get married and to climb Mount Everest. One year, those two dreams collided, and Harold Earls and his wife Rachel faced even greater challenges than they expected. On the next Focus on the Family, inspiration to fulfill your God-given dreams as a team with your spouse. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill, and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot, miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. 
So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Okay, at its most basic level, remember the old days when you'd go to a restaurant, you'd have yourself a nice meal. The waiter would come over and you'd say, hey, can I get you anything else? Dessert, coffee, and you'd go, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, you just had a nice meal. You're with company, good conversation. Sure. I'm good. I'm content. You know, I think everybody can relate to that, right? Sure. You feel good about things. And I don't mm-hmm. need anything else. You give me something else? Uh, no. Be I'm, too much. I'm very content. So is that it? I mean, is that what contentment is? Well, I think it probably reaches beyond food, but it's a lot. I don't know. No, it's a feeling. It's, right? It is a fe- Well, is it a state of mind? I mean, it is a feeling. If In a restaurant, it's a physical feeling, right? It's also a state of mind. Well, all is right and well. Or maybe not all is right and well, but this in this particular area, things are well. Melissa Kruger's with us. Melissa is the director of women's content for the Gospel Coalition. She wrote a really interesting piece, Four Misconceptions About Contentment. Melissa, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's good to be back. Sure. Nice to have you, Melissa. Okay, so is it like what John's saying about the restaurant? <laughs> I kind of wish it was that easy because then all mm-hmm. we have to do is eat, eat, eat our way to contentment, right? Like right. That. <laughs> I think yeah. I could get on that plan really fast, um, especially after January where everybody's back into dieting again. Um, but, you know, I think we do have misconceptions about contentment. I think often I do think if I could get my outer circumstances um, sorted in just the right way, then I would have inner contentment. But I think the reality of contentment is that it actually works inwardly and we can be content, at least according to Paul, regardless of our circ- of our outer circumstances. But, but usually we direct our efforts toward our circumstances rather than our heart. Mm. And, and I think there's a, a, a big shift um, that needs to probably happen in most of our lives. Mine included. <laughs> okay, so that shift in mental outlook, Melissa, how, how is that achieved? Yeah, well, I think one thing is actually accepting and acknowledging what contentment isn't. So contentment mm, okay. isn't that I have to get my life perfectly in order, like all the things that you know we think we need in our life. I don't think it starts by chasing those things. I would say contentment is actually a deep trust and assurance of who God is and what he is doing in the world that I can say it is well with my soul. No matter what may be happening outside of me, I so deeply trust in in God and what he is doing that I will rest in that. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean we won't have nights of weeping. That doesn't mean we won't have really difficult conversations. You know, that doesn't mean we won't have hardship and trials. I think Paul, if you look at his letters, yes, we have that wonderful moment in Philippians when he says, I've learned the secret of being content in all things. But he also, he never was shy about sharing. Let me tell you about these hardships we had when we were in Asia you know, we, we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. We despaired of even life. Like he, he, this is a person who is yet saying, but I've learned the secret of contentment. 
but yet we still face trials. And I think what he had was an inner assurance that even the trials he faced, God was reigning over and he could trust God in them. Okay, so that's really powerful, Melissa. So the big picture is my trust is in God and God Mm -hmm. is on the throne and God is in control. And in my humility and all things that are beyond me, I surrender all that to God. And by doing so, I will find the peace and contentment that is necessary. The worldly things, all my trials and tribulations, of course, those are important. But the big picture is God first. Everything else will take care of itself. Absolutely. And that deep assurance that what he gives is what I need. And so if something is lacking, perhaps that lack is my greatest need. I mean, I think that's really hard for us. We think the lacking is the problem in some area, whether it's a we want we're we're single and we want to be married or we're married and we want to have children or we are out of work and we want to have a job. I mean, these are all let me say this. We can desire really good things. Um, and, And those are right things to pray about and ask the Lord for. But I think there's also a settledness that we can have in our soul, even when we're lacking, to say, if I lack, God can be enough for me, and I will trust Him, even with what is missing. Um, and, and it's also an acknowledgement that heaven isn't here. You know, I, I think sometimes we have this view of, oh, I'm a Christian, um, you know, so therefore I should have everything in life here. Well, that's, that's never promised in Scripture. Actually, what we're promised from Jesus, the words of Jesus, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome it. So our, our taking heart is in Christ overcoming, and he's making a new world. And so that's the one we're looking forward to. But in this one, we're going to have trouble. And I think sometimes when we wrongly expect our lives to be perfect here, we're actually more discontent. Whereas if we just know it's going to be hard, we can kind of settle in for the ride and be like, it's going to be bumpy. (laughs) You know, it's like the airline pilot who tells you it's going to be a bumpy landing. Okay, well, well, you know, Jesus has warned us, it's going to be a bumpy landing. Um, But sometimes we can then accept, oh, it's not all supposed to go perfect here. Let me just choose to be a person who trusts God in the bumpy ride. Melissa Kruger is with us, Director of Women's Content for the Gospel Coalition. We're talking about contentment. Um, Melissa, everything that you've said so far, um, I totally agree with. Theoretically, it sounds really good um, and certainly the right thing to do. And I I can imagine it would be the path to a lot of psychological and spiritual health. But I think it definitely presupposes a significant relationship with God um, Mm. that you can prioritize what you know of his character over your current circumstance. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think you really also, it's important to say it's a journey. You know, I love that Paul said he learned the secret of contentment, it didn't just descend on him one day, right? because sometimes I feel like the slowest learner on the planet. And and a place I like to send people when they're wrestling with these things is the Psalms, because Psalms, you see the battle, the Psalmist saying, why so down cast all your, oh, my soul, put your hope in God. Yeah, but it's this back and forth um, as the Psalmist is in some ways talking truth to himself. And I think that's what we have to learn to do is kind of battle in our minds. And that really is a learned process. And like when we're learning anything, we're going to do that better some days than others. Um, and I take, a lot of, I take a lot of comfort from that reality. 
So it's sort of double-fisted then, Melissa, right? Because if I don't know the Lord, or if I don't know the Lord, and I'm not with him, and I'm not trying to live his precepts and honor those precepts, if I don't do that first, then I, I won't know contentment. So it requires a deep dive in faith and a relationship with the Lord first before I get the first whiff of contentment in some way. Yeah, what I what I would say is this. I would say the non-Christian, the person who doesn't believe, you know, doesn't have faith, I think they can have happiness and they can have joy, but they really don't have anything to rest their contentment on where the Christian does. So, you know, for the person who's wandering out there, well, they might have momentary happiness. It's almost like that fullness you described at the beginning. Um, but what about tomorrow when there's no food to be had? Well, well then there's going to be a hunger, you know, and, and there's going to be a want because all you might have is a very momentary happiness in life when things are going well. But I would, I would venture to say the person who knows the Lord, that person has an ever-flowing source of joy and contentment in who God is because mm-hmm. that, you know, that's who he is. We have something, and he says, I am always with you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Um, we have something that can never be taken from us, and, and we're the only people who have something that never can be taken from us. It's the only relationship that can never be taken from us is our relationship with God. And so that's what fuels our contentment, not momentary earthly things, but this eternal God who says, I will be with you. That's good. That's Melissa Kruger, Director of Women's Content for the Gospel Coalition. Melissa, thanks for being here again. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always a great pleasure. The Envy of Eve and Walking with God in the Season of Motherhood. Uh, Melissa, she's a prolific writer. Check her out at the Gospel Coalition website. Take a break, come back. What do uh, Churchill, FDR, and Angelina Jolie have in common? That's next. We promise. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuo makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. 
Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at WordFM.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage media conversion package sponsored in part by joe ford your financial advisor with edward jones and by salem media group enter at wordfm.com slash contest we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 word fm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and at radio.com Mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 13. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 37. Tomorrow night, periods of snow and rain with little or no accumulation. Breezy late, the low 33. Friday, a little morning snow with little or no accumulation. Otherwise cloudy and breezy, the high 38. But temperatures falling into the upper 20s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Churchill, that is piece of, a piece of both political and Hollywood history, is coming up for auction. Christie's Auction House said yesterday that the Moroccan landscape called Tower of the Ketubian Mosque, which was a gift from Winston Churchill to the United States President FDR, is being sold by Angela Jolie next month with an estimated price at auction of $2.1 to $3.4 million. Now, the image of the 12th century mosque, the Marrakesh at sunset, with the Atlas Mountains in the background, is the only painting that Britain's World War II leader completed during World War II, 1939 to 1945. He painted it in January of 1943 after the Casablanca Conference, Mm -hmm. where Churchill and Roosevelt planned the defeat of Nazi Germany. The two leaders visited Marrakesh after the conference so that Churchill could show Roosevelt the city's beauty. And Roosevelt, according to uh, history, was blown away by the city. Mm. Uh, So uh, it's going to go to um, air here, market next week. Um, You can uh, see the shadows. I sent you the the image of the the piece. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's not, it won't like, you know, knock your socks off. Certainly because it's Winston Churchill uh, who was the artist and the lineage of giving the gift to FDR, that's the value of it. Sure. Right? Yeah. Th- so I'm not wild about the painting, but let me just say this, and I hope everyone hears me loud and clear. It's a heck of a lot better than anything I could ever do. 
Okay. Oh, so by 10. me saying I'm not wild about it does not mean I am trying to say that, oh, you right. know, I could put that together. But when you hear about a piece of artwork selling for $3.4 million, you, you think, do think, wow, well, this has to be something amazing. Is that Renoir? Right? Is that Van Gogh? Right. right. It, it, but it's Winston Churchill. I mean, I can't believe that a man of so many abilities, it just makes you sick that there are people that could do that many things that well. It really is sick. It's yeah. just, I mean, he was one of the most, one of the world's most incredible orators. I mean, that I, I mean, he, he could, he put day-to-day events into such a, an epic framework so that he could motivate an entire country to survive. I mean, it's just, I, I have so much respect for him and the fact but that he was a painter too. At the same time, he was also a massive alcoholic and a, a bit of a child, wasn't right. he? Oh yeah, he he was responsibility. Certainly recalcitrant so in many sides ways. Of a man, right. right, right. I mean, you could yeah. say you could give credence to the fact that you know Churchill, in many ways, saved the free world. Oh, no question about it. No question about it. Have you seen um, the Darkest Hour? No, what with is him or not about? It's not with him. It's about him. Um, it's oh. uh, yeah. yeah, Gary Oldham. Yes. Oh, Have yeah. you seen that? Oh, yeah. No. Because Churchill had a moment a year and a half or so ago with the uh, the crown, right. with John Lithgow mm-hmm. uh, portraying Winston Which was Churchill. a shockingly Fabulous. incredible portrayal. And then at the same time, the movie was released as well. Yeah, with the Gary Oldman movie. Just yeah. really incredible. Gary Oldman is so terrific also in it. And I like the fact it's a very, very tiny scope. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the decision that, that Britain had to make. So it's not like a World War II movie. It's not like it doesn't give you a, a scope of, you know, Britain's involvement or whatever. It's just, you know, what they decide they're going to do. Uh, but it's, I just love Churchill. I really mm-hmm. do. Fabulous. We'll take a quick break. Uh, speaking of Gary Oldman, we're going to talk a little bit. And t- to be honest, I really don't care about this. I don't know why we're going to talk about it, but we are. Uh, the Golden Globes. Come on. How can you not? You I'm have to care a little nope, bit. I could care less. No, nope, you I should. Don't. No. We're going to talk about Christian nationalism next with Tremper Longman. Stick around for that. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How should we measure our accomplishments? I don't know what you will accomplish in your Christian life, but I can tell you the measurement, not according to your fame, not according to your fortune, but according to your faith, be it unto you. Hear more of Adrian Rogers' series, Back to the Basics, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Investors seeking steady cash flow, ready to diversify? NRIA has grown to be one of the nation's leading specialists and offers 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses targeted at 18% to 21%. That's right. You could receive steady 10% return monthly payments with bonuses. As their slogan says, they specialize in realty investing done right. You can even use your 401k or IRA to invest. NRIA's 15-year track record and $1.2 billion in new construction development backs you. Learn how you can invest in this hard asset real estate cash flow fund today and receive 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses. This is something savvy investors should research and consider. Call now, 800-700-5483. 
That's 800-700-5483. Or visit nria.net. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. See us at nria.net. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 391 You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. There has, in the last month or more, a lot been spoken, written, said about something called Christian nationalism. Uh, you have may you may have yourself read articles or books about this, or watched television shows that talked about Christian nationalism. It is one of those phrases that uh, is at the um, the peak of the moment where we are in 2021. But what exactly is Christian nationalism? What does that mean to be a Christian nationalist? Well, Tremper Longman is with us. Dr. Longman is a regular guest on our show. Dr. Longman is a distinguished scholar and professor emeritus of biblical studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California, the author of more than 30 books. His latest is called The Bible and the Ballot, Using Scripture in Political Decisions. Tramper, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, great, John. Good to hear your voice. And you yeah, we're always happy to have you here, Tremper. Um, let's start with definitions. Um, how do you define Christian nationalism? Yeah, you know, it is a little bit flexible in definition. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I would say is it's different from love of country, okay? It's different from being a patriot. It's the idea that a nation, in this case America, is distinctively and as a nation uh, Christian, and that uh, and that it intends for Christianity to occupy a central and essential position within the national structure, and uh, and 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 that Christian nationalists are those who uh, feel that that's the right of Christianity and that they ought to work to uh, maintain Christian principles in law and government. Okay. So what's wrong with uh, maintaining Christian principles in law and government? Isn't that what we should be looking for? 
Well, it also depends on what you mean by Christian principles. I think some Christian nationalists have uh, what I would call as a professional biblical interpreter, a hermeneutical problem as to what constitutes Christian values, which includes understanding the relationship between um, the Old Testament and New Testament. But beyond that, uh, part of that, part of the consequences of that misunderstanding is thinking that it's even possible for a nation to be Christian, uh, in, not in the sense of having Christian values, but in the sense that the nation itself is a, kind of a, uh, you know, is, is the way that God is manifesting himself in the church. So let me be a little bit more clear. In the Old Testament, there is a godly nation chosen by God, namely Israel, who is chosen by God in order to be a blessing to all the other nations. Uh, and, and, uh, but in the New Testament, there is no nation that occupies that place. Uh, rather, God's people are the church gathered from many, many different nations. And, and the Old Testament law is actually, uh, you know, there as a blueprint for Israel and uh, and you have to take into account uh, issues of continuity and discontinuity as to what's relevant from the Old Testament law to the church today and more broadly to the nation. So, okay, yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, we as Christians should be advocating and trying to persuade our fellow citizens toward healthy and flourishing uh, Christian values. But I believe it's wrong. You know, the United States is really a, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's not a Christian nation. We're, we're a people who are, uh, it's, it's a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> we're a, 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 a country. Uh, yeah. So I'm missing the exact vocabulary right now. Sorry about that senior moment. All right. But, uh, but I would also point out that it's interesting that our Constitution does not have distinctively Christian language in it, even though many mm-hmm. of the founders were Christian. It's actually uh, intentionally not embedding Christian language. It has, of course, language about God, but not about Jesus. And I was just reading a book recently that talks about how, how there was a big debate in the early 19th century uh, wanting to change the Constitution in order to embed specific Christian values into the mm. into the Constitution, but that it failed um, to do that. And I so, think that was intentional. So, Trevor, this is uh, complex, right? Because it's hard yeah. to, in some ways, ultimately define the the essence of what Christian nationalism is. I mean, even among yeah. people like yourself, you are uh, a biblical scholar. And it's hard to pinpoint the exact, and I think also it becomes clouded in today's media landscape Mm -hmm. where, you know, we looked at the events of what happened on January 6th, Mm -hmm. where, you know, the guy with the the horns and uh, the vest walked into the Senate chambers and there at the Capitol, he prayed from a, you know, a outside looking in from a secular perspective, he prayed a prayer, which if you did not know Jesus, if you did not know and love the gospels, um, you would look at that prayer, hear that prayer and think, 
oh, that guy's praying to Jesus, when in fact, mm -hmm. that person wasn't praying to Jesus at all. That was pretty much a bunch of ridiculous gobbledygook. But yeah. the, the tragedy yeah. of it was, outside looking in, people wagged their mm -hmm. finger and said, that's a bunch of crazy Christians. Uh, except uh, we can't completely escape the issue because there were also people there with crosses and and some were praying in the name of Jesus. And and at that point, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe there's not a simple definition of Christian nationalism or it has fuzzy boundaries. But at that point, uh, it, it seems pretty clear that that's an expression of Christian nationalism. Not everybody at the mall, but there were enough people there. And and two weeks before, you know, I live in the Washington, D.C. area, and I was going to go down with my family for uh, a kind of socially distanced uh, breakfast on the mall. And then we discovered that there was this meeting right where we were about to uh, gather, which was called the Jericho March. And, um, you know, there you have some prominent Christian names, uh, you know, uh, claiming, you know, that, uh, you know, that our nation is Christian and we need to fight to preserve that value, uh, you know, preserve the Christian values. Now, uh, some people interpreted the fight language very literally, and, and including some Christians, and, and that's what's kind of scary. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, John, I interrupted you. We're speaking with Tremper Longman, distinguished scholar, professor emeritus at Biblical Studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. Um, yeah, Tremper, yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, it kind of brought it home to see uh, the Capitol being raided with people carrying crosses um, yeah. into the, you know, through the broken windows uh, at the same time that they have a banner that says Jesus saves and then there's a noose around the side so that they can hang the people that they disagree with so it was like it was like uh one part um Jesus rally one part French revolution um and mm -hmm. a lot of parts of you know people who haven't contacted any kind of mainstream website in you know perhaps months so, yeah. um, I, you know, I look at that and I think, okay, so there are some psychological things at work, but spiritually, mm -hmm. um, to me, that's where the real danger is. And that is yeah. that people would take Jesus on whatever route they think their politics is on instead of taking their politics on the route that Jesus leads. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. And, and the way you put it also reminds me so much about what the New Testament says about the type of warfare that we're to be engaged in, which is, as Paul says in Ephesians 6, 10 and following, you know, our, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual powers and authority. And against those enemies, um, you know, we use uh, prayer and the spirit, we put on the armor of God. And so um, in the period that we live in now, uh, after the coming of Christ, uh, and Christians should never use violent means to promote the gospel. Now, that isn't, I'm not saying, I, I'm actually uh, not a pacifist when it comes to, you know, nation, nation's military or police or anything like that, but it's, it's, a, it's a really clear that there's this transition between the Old and New Testament where, uh, Christians 
uh, sh should only use spiritual weapons in that spiritual battle. But, but I think really, to me, one of the most important things to bear in mind is that, um, that God's people today are the church and not a nation and, uh, no nation can, no nation holds a distinctive or preeminent position in God's plan today. Yes. Right, so you're saying time, that Amber, America is not the new Israel. America is not the new Israel. Right. And, and, uh, and at the same time, yeah. Trooper, I would say it, you, we need as Americans to love this country and to be patriotic yeah. about yes. this country. Right. And that's oh, yeah. where, that's where oh, the yeah. rub is. Right. That's, that's where, where the problem wisdom is. comes in. Yeah. Right. And, and I think Christian loving our country is to promote its interests to yes. when it wanders from the right way, it stands up and protests. And when it, <laughs> and uh, encourages it to go in the right direction. Um, and again, I don't want to be heard to say uh, that we shouldn't try to influence our fellow citizens toward um, godly flourishing values, but we shouldn't use coercive means to do so. Right. Um, and uh, uh, for one thing, it backfires <laughs> if you use coercive means. Um, right. So it, I know what I said raises a lot of following. Up, well, follow yeah, up I, yeah. I mean, we're not going to be able to answer everything today. Trump, let yeah. me bring up one other yeah. thing before we have to close out. And that is that I think there are, you know, several basic teachings of Jesus that we saw um, that that we saw refuted uh, in the in the insurrection on January 6th, but also that we have seen kind of pushed aside um, by people for political reasons, especially in an election season. Like, you know, Jesus firmly tells us to love our enemies, to yeah. love them. Yeah. Yeah. And to pray and to pray for those who persecute you. And yes. that that when someone hits us, we turn the other cheek. This is not right. so we can say as much as we want, you know, uh, we're not look, we can't fight clean anymore because the other side is so dirty. Jesus does not allow us the opportunity or the option to act that way. Um, he never has. Mm -hmm. There was not an escape hatch at the end where he says, well, if your enemy's really bad, really yeah. bad, then you can hate your enemy. No, he says you actually yeah. can never do that. And I think that's where we're slipping is we start to think we start to dislike or distrust our enemy, our political enemy so much that we think that the righteous thing is to overtake them physically or visit violence upon them or slander them or whatever lash it out. is. Mm -hmm. Lash out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, I think uh, I have a friend, Pete Weiner, who uh, yeah, is a political Pete. commentator. Yeah. Pete. Pete. Uh, points out that a lot of Christians' present uh, demeanor is coming out of the fact that we've been humiliated by uh, by the secular culture or the leaps or whatever you want to call them. And uh, his response and my response would be, well, kind of what else do you expect? Your sure. Lord and Savior was humiliated. And he's the one who told us to turn the other cheek and love your enemy. I mean, no one was more humiliated by a tox culture toxic to him than himself. So, um, 
So I, I think there's a lot of wisdom to what uh, Pete Rainer says. Yes. And so, Trevor, this, this talk of Christian nationalism, it's a good and necessary conversation because uh, this is not going to go away. This is who we are as America right now. And so yeah. as believers in Jesus Christ, first and foremost, it is our job to love Christ and our neighbor before anything. And then to be, yeah. and not not to be just a pushover or to be, you know, a wuss about all these Or things. to agree with the opposition. No. You don't have to should, lose right. your opinion. Right. You don't have to lose what you no. believe in. Absolutely not. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I, what you say about love your neighbors is actually what leads to a healthy kind of patriotism. Uh, and a healthy patriotism also acknowledges that you have more distant neighbors who live in other countries who are your brothers and sisters. And so uh, while we want to promote out of love our own country, we want to also not do that at the expense of other countries. Um, you know, um, we want them to flourish as well. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have conflicts with other countries. Because right. It doesn't mean we want to turn America into, you know, England or turn America into right. Saudi Arabia or anything like we want oh, America exactly. to stay America. Right. Yeah, That's cool. right. But we yeah. want America to be, as Langston Hughes said, we want America to be the best version of America. Yeah. We want us to live up to and, what we what the founders said we were going to be. And part of what is America is we are a people of many different ethnicities and races and and even religions. And so we want religious liberty, not just for ourselves, but for other people as well. We we want fairness, not just for our particular race or ethnicity, but for all our the races and ethnicities in our country. And because, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of people feel, and I see no reason to doubt this, that a lot of Christian nationalism comes out of a fear on the part of white evangelical Protestants uh, that our landscape is changing. And sure. um Tramper, I'm going to have to close you out. Sorry about that because uh, we're out of time. But yeah, as a white evangelical Protestant, you know, I, I certainly get that. It's a challenge for all of us. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Tramper Longwin, Distinguished Scholar and Professor Emeritus, Biblical Studies, Westmont College in Santa Barbara. We'll be back. You ever go to the Hall of Fame, you know, like um, the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland? There's also some really strange halls of fame, the um, the Croquet Hall of Fame or the Paper Hall of Fame, the Roller Derby Hall of Fame. Well, what if there was a Hall of Fame for mortgage companies? If that was, you know, United Faith Mortgage, they'd be in the Hall of Fame. There'd be like this plaque with like this person sitting down in their arm holding a pen, signing papers, and it'd all be cast in bronze. It's like, you know, the Mortgage Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a reason United Faith Mortgage is here. Because faith and family are at their core. And their direct lender advantage, that's everything. So whether it's a mortgage you're looking for or you want to refinance or cash out refinance, have confidence in some really good people, a quality family. That is United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672.
The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you but don't delay it's important to act now while you still have options optima is a plus rated with the better business bureau optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients get your life back for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for your free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 optima tax relief some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. That music means that it's time to talk wedding stories. Here at Word FM and WPIT, we're in the middle of our uh, contest called Wedding Stories in honor, of course, of the month of love uh, in February. And we're happy to be doing this sponsored by Salem Media Group, Shelley Murray Photo Rescue and Organization, Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, and our major sponsor, Trinity Jewelers, and all of our friends there. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to all of you who have sent your wedding stories in, and we're still taking submissions. So if you'd like to send your wedding story in, please go to wordfm.com forward slash weddings, or just go to wordfm.com and click the banner at the top of the page. John, we have a winner for today. We certainly do. Uh, A winner today is Katie Giza. She gets herself a $50 gift certificate from Roland's uh, Seafood in the Strip. Awesome. So Katie writes this, my husband Sean and I were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. We got engaged at a coffee shop on a chilly March evening mm-hmm. where he surprised me. He was in the Air National Guard at the time and he got word that he was going to have to leave for rigorous training for six months. No wives allowed. He assured me that we would simply transfer back to his former Air Force Base career and request to have training at his home unit and seemed quite sure that six months away, was out of the question. I put it out of my mind and blissfully continued planning our wedding for the following year. He continually brought up to me, moving up to a sooner wedding date. I wanted a June wedding and the March engagement did not leave me much time for planning. But after much earnest insistence, I conceded to a fall wedding. One month before the date of our wedding, the dreaded news that these six months of training was unavoidable. Three days after our finalized date, He immediately requested special consideration to bring along his new wife, 
which was unconventional and required special living accommodations and seemed unlikely. God had other plans, and a month later, we were both off on our first adventure to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. First months of our marriage were filled with much learning, southern charm, and crawfish. The Lord blessed us so dearly to start off with learning about complete reliance on Him in our marriage. John is a man among men, and being married to him gives me a precious gift of what will be one day to be the bride of Christ. That is from Katie Giza. Oh, terrific story. Thank you, Katie. And Sean, congratulations. Crawfish. Who doesn't want to start the marriage out Listen, in the Gulf Coast? Listen, crawfish are delicious. You have to have them down there, though. You can't I'm not like a big fan of crawfish. Around. Oh, yeah. Mm, I think they're really delicious. They're sort of like giant shrimp, but they're they not. are. Yeah. That's what I feel. Some of them aren't even all that giant. Kind, kind of small. Of creep me out to be honest, but you know, oh, they're a little creepy. But it's very. Mm. Those big Here in New Orleans, balls. you have to do as the locals do. I guess you do, yeah. But uh, good for Katie and Sean. Congratulations to you. Take a break. Uh, our five o'clock hour is straight ahead. We have got much more ahead on the ride home with John and Kathy. Astral depression. One hundred one point five WORD FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Biden administration is preparing to notify Congress and others that it will dramatically increase U.S. admissions of refugees. Officials and people familiar with the matter say President Biden planning to announce this week he will increase the cap on the number of refugees allowed into the U.S. to more than eight times the level at which the Trump administration left it. A 25-year-old Oklahoma man charged in the fatal shootings of his brother and five young children Jaron Dijon Pridgen of Muskogee, charged with six counts of first-degree murder and other felony counts. The Institute for Supply Management reporting that activity in the services sector climbed to a reading of 58.7% in January. That's up a full percentage point from the December reading. Stocks closing mix, the Dow gained 36 points, the Nasdaq lost two, the S&P 500 up three. This is SRN News. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Don't you just love an old-fashioned love song like that? We sure do love old-fashioned at the Springhouse, too. Old-fashioned values, well-loved antiques, and old-time family recipes. So that's exactly what we'll be cooking for you and your sweetheart on the upcoming Valentine's Day Sweetheart Dinner. Grilled marinated flank steak, celebration chicken romano, pearls cheesy potatoes, buttered steamed green beans, reunion salad, your choice of a from scratch dessert, Bev's brown rolls, and pink lemonade. How's that sound for old-fashioned goodness? We'll light the candles and serve you on China as you enjoy live music by beloved local musician Bob Podish. Call 724-228-3339 to reserve your seat or go to springhousemarket.com for details. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium My Pillows for as low as prices ever. 
you can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. And kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at mypillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. Happy New Year. This is Karen Holloway with Lone Star Transfer. If you felt like booking your timeshare was difficult in the past, you know it's been almost impossible over this last year. With our A-plus rating with the BBB, our clients are eager to let you you know, Lone Star Transfer is the company you can trust. Give Lone Star Transfer a call today to receive a free, no obligation consultation at 844-284-4860 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Time is running out to enter the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. Someone wins $50,000 every score change during Super Bowl 55. Touchdowns, field goals, extra points, $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. Hurry up and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends February 4th. Licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. Mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 13. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 37. Tomorrow night, periods of snow and rain with little or no accumulation. Breezy late, the low 33. Friday, a little morning snow with little or no accumulation. Otherwise cloudy and breezy, the high 38. But temperatures falling into the upper 20s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful out there. It's cold, but the sun's shining and uh, the days are longer. So, really, we're turning the corner here. And uh, the good news is spring training starts in a couple of weeks, which, you know, that's not a... Now, why why are you going to be excited about that? All you do when I bring up baseball is moan and complain and go into deep despair. Right, pretty much. Which brings me to my next section of moaning and despair. The Golden Globes were announced oh, today. Why does that bring you to despair? Well, this is the beginning of the so-called award season. Right. And of course, you know, uh, I think both of us over the years have been of mixed minds about the award season. You're right. You know, to see the idea of seeing, you know, Hollywood celebrities and whatnot get up and pat lecture themselves us. on the back for their great work and tell lecture us how, us. Tell us how we should vote, think, live. Right. Don't exactly. you love that? No, I just despise no, I it either. so much. I do as well. However, who doesn't enjoy a good train wreck? Exactly. I mean, so, that's why we watch those shows, right? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Waiting I, for know. the untoward to occur. Right. So it's just a lot of, it's a lot of psychic effort. And, you know, considering yes. where we are pandemic election uh, and all the you know the the morass of course which we're all deeply familiar with at this point the awards just seem like okay, another here, poke in the okay, eye no i, I really like it that. okay i like it better actually simply because really? i feel like now this is going to sound wacky and i know what you're going to say that there are a bunch of rich entitled people and they don't deserve it but no. 
I'm going to say that for all of the enjoyment I have gotten out of films and TV shows since COVID hit the world, I feel like I want to say thanks to the people in the entertainment industry because they d- listen, you listen, thanks. yes. And I think everybody should say because thanks. listen, think of all the stuff that you've watched that has kept you I'm from happy. becoming a crazy person. Right. I, somebody, I pre- somebody okay. produced that, right? Yeah. There are a lot of creative people who put together a show like dark, which I think is, at, is unbelievable. And, and, speaks to deep things about the human condition. Okay, I'll give you and that. I want to say thanks to those people. You're right about that. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, because, yeah, that that's the only thing I think that's kept a lot of people sane, right? Yes. They're Netflix queued or they're right. Prime or they're Hulu or wherever you yeah. are streaming. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. However, okay. you know, now that the award, you know, so we're going to tune in, what, when are the Golden Globes? End of February, I believe. I mean, I'm are. not going to tune in. Yeah, I'm going to tune in. No, I'm gonna compl- the Golden Globes, nobody's going to be sitting at the round tables drinking too much and know. doing weird stuff. I believe, remember last year, Ricky Gervais was. Oh, the, yeah. Which no, wasn't it two years ago? No, that was two years ago. I think it was ago. last year. No, because last year there was, it was COVID. We were already no, in COVID. No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. We I thought Ricky Gervais was 2020. Nope. 2019. I thought it was early 2020. Ricky Gervais blew up the room. And and then, uh, so anyway, we're going to have uh, Tina Fey. Oh, and, are we? Um, and um, Parks and Rec. Oh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. And they're, one's going to be in New York. One's going to be in L.A. Okay. That's, you know, social distancing for the Golden Globes. Sunday, like February 28th. 28th. Thank yeah. you, uh, End of Mike. February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, do I have to say, I'm going to say, you know how I say thanks? How? By watching it. Okay. Well, you, I mean, but so if... I would like to see some of the things I've really enjoyed over COVID get some honor, get some attention, get some, you know, clapping and okay. So who, tell me who's nominated. I I, I thought I printed out the list and well, yet so, I'm looking around me and I don't have it. I mean, there's so many different categories. I mean, because the golden globes are so weird. They are not the Academy Awards. I mean, right. there must be, I bet you there's, there's film and th- TV. There's 30 different categories. See, that's so why I kind of like the golden globes best is that I like the fact that it kind of, you get the best of film and TV instead of having to sit through all the Academy Awards or all, I mean, I can never sit through all the Emmy Awards. I mean, dear right. heaven. So okay, boring. so a film that I watched, uh, Mank, which I loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, it got, uh, so it got six nods for Golden Globes this year. Okay. Uh, Netflix was the big winner, which is no surprise. Uh, I'm sorry, there were 42, 42 nominations for Netflix shows. Wow. Right, um, so... Uh, the Crown, the historical okay. drama, of course. About you love the, that. I loved it very much. So, yeah. Uh, Ozark, which I've not seen. Oh uh, man, is that brutal? Uh, I got to tell you, I started. I watched two episodes, and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, uh, Shit's Creek, which is uh, one of your favorite shows. Yep. Also got a lot of um, things, a lot of uh, uh, nominations. A lot of Shit's Creek is not for children. Mm-hmm. Just in case um, you're thinking, wow, Kathy Emmons recommended this on Word FM. I'm going to sit down and watch it with my 12 year old. Don't do no, that. Don't do that. Um, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is a, a, a Netflix film. It's a, it's a movie. It's not a series. It gave uh, five nominations for Best Film. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, Chicago 7. You know that. Okay. Uh, that's a 1960s story. I know the story, story but I, don't, I didn't know that there was a, a movie. <clears throat> I mean, so uh, Best Television. Best Performance by an Actor in a, in a Television Series. Don Chidel for Black Monday. Nicholas Holt, The Great. Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason uh, Sadakis, uh, Ted Lasso. 
Rami Youssef with Rami. Now, a lot of these, to be honest, I'm going through the list of the Golden Globes. There is so much that's out there right now. There which is. is. You can't, you can't possibly stay up on all of it. So I'm reading through best television shows, you know, best movies. A lot of this, some of it has not been released yet, which is weird. And most of it, I don't have a clue. Right. Okay. So you wa- you watched Ted Lasso and you thought he had a terrific performance. I did. I loved it. It's yeah. a really fun show. Yeah. Again, not especially for kids, you know, you know, you know, there's a whole other category for that, but that's a great show. Best television series drama. Okay. Tell the me. Crown. Excellent. Something called Lovecraft County, which I don't, don't know. Don't know. It. Something called uh, The Mandalorian. I don't know. Oh, The that. Mandalorian. I, that's I Disney. Know. That's Star Wars. Uh, Ozark. Right. And Ratched. So Never you, heard I don't think I've seen this crown. Okay. Um, you want to go TV or you want to go a best television series? Yeah, best best series. Best series. Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. The Flight Attendant. Never heard of it. Schitt's Creek. Yeah. The Great Ted Lasso. Oh, okay, good. Ted Lasso okay. was nominated. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Best motion picture, musical or comedy, Borat, <laughs> which I started to watch. I had to turn off. Yeah, because it's too foul. It's so foul and it's so cringy. Yeah. It's like The Office on steroids. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Uh, in that same category, Hamilton, something okay. called Music, a film called Palm Springs, which I saw on Netflix and I liked. It was fine. And something called The Prom. See? Don't know. Uh, okay. Best motion, motion picture drama. Okay. The Father. I don't know. What's The Father? Okay. Mank. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Nomad Land. What's Nomadland? I don't know. Promising Young Women. Never heard of it. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. Really? Those are yeah. the best picture nominees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. A lot of this I go, it's just too much. You know, the things I'm wow. watching. Are, so. Okay. What about, does, how about TV comedies? Do you see there? Do you see that category on your uh, list? TV comedy. I know it's kind of hard uh, to. Yeah, read best television all of them. series. Yeah, that's what I just read. Best television series, musical or comedy. Oh, was, musical or they combine those two. Yeah, I see. Emily in Paris, the Flight okay. Attendant, the Great, and the Great and Ted Lasso. Okay. I don't know. So February twenty eighth. Yeah, maybe I'd watch some of it, but I just. I always like to watch the Golden Globes because usually something shocking happens. Right. And, you know, I'm, and I'm in for that, but I'm not going to watch it if it, I mean, I love, I love Amy Poehler and I love Tina Fey very much. I think they're both extremely funny women. I don't think I'm going to watch them do an online thing. Yeah, I guess so. Are you anyway. fans of both of them as well, John? Oh yeah. I love them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you not, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mike, are you familiar with any of these TV shows or films that we have mentioned today? Not really. Other than The Mandalorian, no. Did you watch it? The Mandalorian? Yes. Yes, it was was very good. Wait, that's Disney? It's Disney, yeah. It's Star Wars. It's on Disney. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, It's pretty good. It's good. It's good action. It's a good action Mm. series. Is is the uh, the People's Choice Award, is that still a thing? Um, Remember that? That was a a thing I used to watch when I was like – 12 but you know that was sort of like you know the people vote right and that you right. you know it's still a thing uh, I, I the last know. one was the uh, the 46th people's choice awards was on last year november 15th okay okay. okay so it is a thing all right okay well, well maybe one, that's what more yeah so we to. so so we need to like watch the people's choice awards which was always <laughs> like the the like the b level of right. award shows yeah you know there was like someone hosting it you didn't really you know, had never heard of, and they were, you know, it was a little shaky, and the production was, you know, eh. 
Right. Yeah. The talking car. What won that? It was like some guy playing the guitar instead of like the big orchestra. I mean, so the awards, I mean, you know, who cares? I like it. I just like to know who's nominated. I like to see what's going on in the world, John. All right. Let's uh, step away for a minute. Uh, Dean Weaver's with us. Dean's a regular guest on our show. Listen, uh, you want to thank Hollywood stars? How about thanking your pastor? For sure. I mean, holy smokes. How are pastors working through this pandemic thing? We're going to talk about pastoral depression, the epidemic of that. That's a thing for real. That's next. 101.5 WORD. When King David tried covering his sins, he thought life could continue as normal. But he soon found that living in disobedience had the opposite effect. He shares his story in Psalm 32 and helps us discover the missing piece. Listen all this week to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. Analyst consumer access. Network number 3030. million and million million and one stories about where we are globally but what about the men and women at your local church who are still called to 
preach and teach God's holy word. I mean, man, oh man, I can't imagine what goes on uh, in people's hearts and people's minds uh, as they prepare that weekly. That's a very difficult place to be. Here to talk to us about such subjects is the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver. Dean is the uh, EPC stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, a native of Pittsburgh, a guest on our show for many a year. Dean, friend, how are you? All right, my brother. It's good to good to talk with you again. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. You know. Oh, listen, he's been complaining since we went on the air. Sorry, Dean, for wow. crying out loud. You know, it, it's kind of what I do for a living. So if you want to let it rip, I'll listen. Go for it. Oh, oh that's, that's so right. good for you. That's like, so good. I bring you on to talk about pastoral depression, and then I complain to you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, drive down the road and open up your door and fall out. Oh, right. Please, that's the last thing you need. Oh, gosh. All right, Dean. So we were talking, you know, John initially made fun of me, but he did come around. The fact that I, you know, we were talking about the Golden Globes, and I said, as silly as award shows are, and they are super silly. Um, I do, like, actually feel a sense of gratitude towards people in the entertainment industry with how much I have enjoyed certain products that they put out since COVID hit. And I think we all, you know, owe a debt of gratitude to people who've entertained us during that time. I do. I feel, I really do feel that way. And if you were an actor in one of those films, you'd feel that way too, John. You're getting anyway, paid handsomely, Cap. That's I think fine. That's, thanks enough. that's fine. Doesn't mean you don't thank someone who's wealthy. You can still say thank you. Anyway, um, so, but the people who are closer in our lives who also have done so much to sustain us during COVID are our local pastors. And I, you know, I know my local pastor very well, and I know, you know, a lot of what he has to balance, what he's trying to manage in these difficult times, the decisions he has to make. Um, Dean, you know, why don't you give us a, a window into what you see from your perspective and what is challenging America's pastors? Well, it's, it's never been harder. Um, you know, it, it's hard under the best of circumstances in the most quote unquote normal of, cir- of times. Um, you know, uh, if you think about it, that the, the persons that we're following and we model ourselves after, uh, uh, like Jesus, the Apostle Paul, they died uh, because people rejected them. Um, so I oftentimes tell people, you know, if you think you're called to the ministry and you could possibly do anything else, uh, please. Wait, I'm sorry, Dean, wait, wait, wait. You, you're sort yeah, of Dean, off Dean, there for a Yeah, second. Dean, you're breaking up a little. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting in the same spot. I haven't moved. So can you hear me now? Yeah, we yes. do. Okay. So go back a little bit. We okay. missed that. Well, I tell people that, that no matter, um, if people are called to the ministry, if you can possibly do something else, you should do it because it's an unbearably difficult thing to do, even in the best of times or normal times. The, the times of this last year, um, whether it would be kind of the cultural ethos that we've been in with all of the um, civil unrest and all the questions about racial inequity and injustice, whether it's COVID, um, the stress uh, is just unbelievable. And I, I was on a podcast the other day where one of the people leading that thought that there were as many 70% of the pastors out there right now are actively exploring changing jobs and, and not just, wow. Yeah. Not just, not just, you know, um, other churches, but like, like going and doing something else because, um, you know, if you, if you preach on something, no matter what it is right now, you're getting hit from the left and from the right. Um, you know, you say the same thing and it's, and you're not 
being political, you're just saying what the Bible says about something. And someone comes at you and says, you know, you're, you've gone too far left. And then someone else, the exact same message, same congregation, says you've gone too far right. And you, you're getting hit from both sides almost continually. And I, I tell people that what COVID is, uh, in terms of the, the, what it's doing to our culture, it, it doesn't create something that wasn't already there. It, it illumines what is already there, and it's an accelerant for what is already there. So if there are those kind of divisions in your church, it illumines them and it accelerates them. And pastors are at the nexus of that. Wow. That's, I mean, I knew things were, you know, in bad shape, but I could not imagine 70% of active pastors thinking, you know, I'm done, I'm out of here. Uh, Talk about, you know, spiritual warfare going on for pastors, Dean. Okay, so, Dean, you're now in a leadership position. Uh, You're, you know, essentially running a, you know, a whole denomination. So you're going to be a pastor to these pastors. How do you, you know, act as therapist uh, to go into this and save people's careers? You know, it is a career, of course. And at the same time, still be able to equip local churches with strong men and women who are preaching God's word. I mean, that's got to be a burden as well now. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got in the EPC, John, there are 1,800 pastors so I can't possibly be a therapist for all of them, right? Uh, first of all, I'm not a therapist by training. I only play one on TV. So the reality is, is I have to. Uh, the best thing I can do is is uh, define reality for them. That is to say, COVID is accelerating something that was already there. Um, it's illumining something that that was already there. Um, how can you? best take care of yourself and get help and point people in the direction of resources, um, help them realize what they're experiencing is um, not unusual. In fact, it's normative right now, Um, putting them in groups with other pastors who can kind of just all kind of uh, put their guard down and be real with one another and realize that, you know, they're not alone. There's a great power in community when you know you're not alone. I've been with multiple pastors groups over the last couple of months from all over the country, and they are all small churches, big churches, medium-sized churches. They're all saying the same thing. And so to put them together in groups where they can kind of share their their stories, encourage one another, pray for one another, um, and the realization that you're not alone is huge. So it's, you know, helping them to to see their circumstances for what it is, putting them in community to, to help them process and pointing them in the direction of other resources in the event that they need to get more professional help. Dean Weaver is with us. Uh, Dean has a new position and it is, hold on, let me, he's the EPC stated clerk. Um, that's of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. He's also co-founder and former president of EduNations, which hopefully we can bring up before our time ends. Um, Dean, if you had a message to give to congregants um, about their pastor, other than the information that you've already provided, um, do you have any uh, advice, suggestions, um, ways to interact with him or her? So first of all, I would say uh, chill, back off. Uh, (laughs) Give him or her the ability to have some, some wide berth here to make, you know, they're making decisions at such a rapid rate, Kathy that, um, 
and they're not used to doing that. And churches aren't accustomed to rapid decision-making. They're, they're the slowest of all organizations when it comes to decision-making. And, and they're having to make rapid decisions all the time, close, open, mask, no mask, how to do it. And, and just know that this person is, is praying. They're surrounding themselves with godly counsel. They're giving it their best and give them the benefit of the doubt. And, and just give them a little room. Even if you disagree with what they're doing, don't be that person that calls them and says, Pastor, I don't want to be the one to be the bearer of bad news. But, you know, don't don't be that person. Be the person who says, you know what, I may not even agree with the decision that's been made, but I am going to intercede on behalf of my pastor and our leaders so that they know that they've got the the spiritual wherewithal to, to endure this unimaginable un, un, time. That's really good. Okay. So, I mean, really zip it, try to stay out of the way as much as possible and offer some love and support. I mean, oh, and, that goes a and, long and way. Don't, and don't send them videos. <laughs> don't, 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 don't send them like articles and videos about the latest uh, expert that you have found that supports your position. Oh, um, they, they have more than enough to do than yeah. trying to spend hours and hours uh, reading these articles. And they, I mean, they are doing their best to be informed, to make the best decisions they can, whatever those decisions might be. Um, you're sending them that extra link or article. Um, you know, now they just feel burdened because they have to look at that because if you come back to them and, and they haven't read it, they feel bad and you're going to be mad at them. So you're just adding uh, uh, logs onto the fire when you do that. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if they come to you and ask for that, that's one thing. But don't voluntarily send them emails about things you think they should read and, and watch uh, because it supports what you think is the right thing. It's just well-intended but exceedingly not helpful, and it adds to their burden. That's good. So, Dina, I wonder, you know, what that looks like whenever that day comes, whether it's, you know, a year or two or whatever, uh, whether denominations such as yourselves or seminaries as well will respond to this. I mean, to act as the spokesperson beyond the pastor himself, right, to to speak with a, a greater voice and more authority to allow people to you know, speak their mind, but also to back off as well. There's got to be some sort of give and take at some point because everyone's suffering through this. But I think you're right, you know, to point the finger at your local pastor, um, that's an unkind thing at best. You need a greater authority to move forward. And I, I don't know how or where that's even amplified from. Well, and one of the byproducts of that, John, is that people are starting to call it the Great Migration. Um, because maybe a third of a worshiping congregation is actually in person right now. Um, people are shifting and moving online all the time, and we don't even know it. And so when the dust settles from all of this, none of our congregations are going to look like they did before this thing started. There will be people there that weren't there before, and there will be people who were there before who aren't there now. And a lot of that comes around the fact that, that people don't like the decisions that their churches are making, particularly around the quarantine issues. Um, but it could be it could be around, you know, the pastor speaking. Uh, it, this is Black History Month. The pastor may uh, decide to use illustrations all this month uh, of, of people of color for their sermons. And someone might, you know, get mad at them and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to it. That's happening at a record rate. And I just think... 
you know, we all need to just chill a little bit. We all need to know we're all in the same boat. It's hard. Um, we need to encourage one another. We need to be patient, humble, listen, pray. I mean, these are these are fruits of the Spirit that we all need to double down on and beg God to give us an abundance because we all need it. I need it. You guys so need true. it. And I will tell you, your pastors, they especially need it. That's so, thank you so much for bringing that message today, Dean. Uh, Dean is the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Um, in 30 seconds, can you tell us about Edunations? Oh, my goodness, Kathy. Uh, we just opened a senior secondary school, our first ever. It's a residency school, 138 uh, ninth, 10th, and 11th graders for the very first time uh, living in a dormitory setting. And, uh, you know, they're just thriving. They're just thriving. It's our 16th school in, in 16 years. And uh, you know what? Uh, God is at work. Uh, the, um, uh, uh, the coronavirus has not really hit out in the villages. They're so remote, um, thankfully. So they're able to go at school full time in person. Our teachers are teaching. Our kids are learning. And the gospel is going forth. Um, it's just an absolutely beautiful thing. Fabulous. Dean's been Dean. talking about Sierra Leone. That is the country that uh, he's been spending a lot of time working in over the last, I don't know, two plus decades. Um, Dean, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate hearing from you. Best of luck in new endeavors. Okay. Look forward to talking with you again. Love you both. Love you too, Dean. Enjoy the sunshine. Edunations. Dean Weaver. Take a quick break. Come back. Does this make sense? In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body don't suffer alone make your move against migraine visit americanmigrainefoundation.org to find help learn more and get connected we are of course living through times of deep division and turmoil which makes you think about your college student or soon-to-be college student what do they anticipate walking into on campus at grove city college the historical tradition is forming young minds as agents of peace in a Christ-like tradition. It's central to the core of who Grove City is as they take your sons and daughters and mold them into young, believing Christians. What does that look like? How does that work in a young person's life? 
Look, it's not an easy task. Uh, look at all the pressures that there are in the culture around us. Look at the difficulties we have in our own lives and all the distractions of technology and concern for the future. And so when you think about people who are at the formative age, you know, between 18 and 22, making decisions, not just about what to study and to pursue career-wise, but who they are, you want to look for a place that's going to form character, that's going to not just be concerned about the ABCs, though those are very important, um, but how it is that a person person grows and develops and matures as an individual that's able to take on and live through an era like this of both division and disease. To take a deep dive in what it is to be a citizen of Christ in these difficult times, look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu, Grove City College. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mainly clear skies for tonight with a low of 13, some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy, tomorrow's high, 37. Tomorrow night, periods of snow and rain with little or no accumulation, breezy late, below 33. Friday, a little morning snow with little or no accumulation, otherwise cloudy and breezy, the high 38, but temperatures falling into the upper 20s. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Speed cameras. I guess it all depends who you're asking. Okay, well, I'm asking you. So you got yourself a speed camera. They're talking about setting them up on the Boulevard of the Allies. I'm not sure if that's come to fruition yet or not. But, of course, the idea is that if you're speeding, cops not going to pull you over. Right. Take a picture, send send you a ticket. Right. Well, we talked about this before. In this COVID era... People are flying, right? People are just moving. Uh, it's interesting is for as few people that have been on the roads, because of course, you know, commuting times are down. Right. Uh, fatalities are up. Mm-hmm. Accidents are up just because people are flying. Listen, I'm not a fan of them. Um, it's big brother. But at the same time, you want people to be safe. But I, sh- well, I sure hate to go to my mailbox and get a little picture of my little minivan getting flagged my little head sticking out the window and all of a sudden I got a $185 ticket. That's not going to make me happy. Do they make sense? I'm of two minds. You can't be of two minds. Does it make sense? Yes or no? Oh, heck. No. No. It'll make sense. That is the right answer because they are an affront. They are an affront to everything that is good and decent in a democracy. Have you been tagged by by speaking? No. But if I am, I'm going to be so hot about it because here's the thing. That's the reason why we have traffic cops. Okay. This is their job. I appreciate that. If I get pulled over, then I will suffer the consequence. I will pay. I am not going to submit to some silly camera. You're going to have to. Which is operated by some autonomous Mm -hmm. big brother government entity Who's telling me what I did and when I did it with no human involvement? Oh, no Here's a problem. way. Like, what about speed uh, traps? Uh. You remember speed traps, right? Yeah, speed okay, traps. Yeah. Okay, speed traps are okay if there's a yeah. cop there. All right. Okay, so those. what are you calling the cameras? Speed cameras. Speed cameras. All right. So they don't make sense. No. 
Okay. I've, uh, being the, um, the um, recipient of five sisters in my life, I, I, I had a lot of health and beauty aids. Uh, first time I used a loofah on my head, <laughs> I took about six <laughs> layers of skin off. I mean, yeah. I looked like I had been like, you know, burnished in the wind. Right. So the loofahs make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you have to go in with your eyes open. <laughs> I mean, this is, you have to submit to oh, this. Oh, submit? Really? Well, they make sense, but you, but it, you need to be Ufa. brave about it's it. It's like I fell down a, an alleyway with cinders <laughs> going 50 miles an hour. I was like, my head was all red. Loofahs don't make sense. Yeah, There's they no do. to clean yeah, your skin, do. I believe. They do. Just go into it and be ready. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new music. Another in the fire. New music from Hillsong United. There is another in the fire. Devil is a Liar by Colton Dixon. The devil is a liar. And Child of Love from We the Kingdom. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, The Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. Veterans, this is retired Army Colonel Greg Gatson. In life after the military, it's our duty as veterans to have each other's back. If you recently filed a VA disability or pension claim and have been asked to go to a VA claim exam, I want to make sure you know what to expect. 
Go to VA.gov and search compensation and pension exam to get the information you need for the benefits you've earned. Your VA claim exam. Know what's next. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. In San Francisco, there has been a rush to rename 44 local schools, schools that, you know, used to be named after George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Paul Revere. They are now stricken from the public consciousness in the neighborhoods where they once were. And local politicians, uh, Willie Brown, people like that, have taken over that, you know, that that prestigious entrance into higher education. Here to talk to us about that as a regular guest on our show, Pastor Eugene Park. He is Associate Pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California. He hosts a podcast, which we love, called Off the Pulpit. Gene, welcome back. How are you? Hey, good to see you guys. Yeah, yeah good always good to see you, Eugene. Um, we are broadcasting at 101.5 Word FM, 96.5 FM, also 730 AM WPIT. And you can look at Eugene for yourself on mm-hmm. Facebook Live right now. Oh, I'm live? Uh, yes. Live, yeah. Go you on to Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. you because you're in sunny California. <laughs> I am, Here. I am. Yeah. Here, we're like, you know, shrouded in the, the depth of despair of clouds and darkness. But that's a whole other story. You've got your own despair. It's a historical despair, Eugene. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in Palo Alto, um, which is pretty close to San Francisco. And all the things in the Bay Area kind of run out of San Francisco. It, it basically is a cultural center. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting seeing this happen in my region. I think yeah. it's a great snapshot of what's going on or what will go on in, in the American society as a whole. Um, which kind of concerns me too, in, in a bigger meta level as a pastor. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, let's talk about exactly what happened. So John mentioned it at the beginning. Um, there are major historical figures who have schools named after them in the San Francisco area, like Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson or Paul Revere um, and George Washington. Another being another, and there are many others. Anyway, um, in They're a danger. In a conversation that apparently, and I'm reading from three different news sources, a conversation, um, the board, a school board that lasted five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. They decided to strike the names from these schools because they decided that these historical figures had morally come up wanting. Yeah. And, you know, I actually watched that Zoom call or snippets of it. um, And it was it was just wild to see that that. It was a quick decision. And, and, and this is where I, I understand that certain figures do need uh, a second look. Um, I, sure. I think history, it, it always clarifies with more time often. And there are certain sins that we need to reckon with as a nation. Right. But the fact that President Abraham Lincoln's name was cast out in 10 seconds, I think speaks a lot of what cancel culture demands uh, from people, which I think is an impossible standard, that they seek perfection from historical figures, when in reality is we need to learn, especially as Christians, that to understand that human beings come with both sin and the goodness mm-hmm. of God inside of them and understanding that and, and seeking how to see them in that light, neither glorifying them as, as gods or canceling them as people that should be erased from history. Right. And you can't place a man in a 21st century confines who has lived and worked and uh, done his all that in the 19th century confines. Exactly. I, I do think that it, it is a, I think C.S. Lewis calls chronological snobbery yep. often to take what we see, uh, you know, more clearly from the present and, and apply it to the past. And I think the bigger worry though, is how they used uh, 
sources. If you look closely at some of these reports, um, they use Wikipedia for some of them, mm-hmm. um, history.com, like random websites. And, and actually, there's a good article from a, a local paper that did a deeper dive. And some of them are just flat out wrong. And I think it just speaks to the confirmation bias that so much of the left, and I actually think both ends of political spectrums have, that we seek not truth, but confirmation of our, of our instincts yes. uh, these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me read just a couple of these inaccuracies. Um, The citation provided, I'm reading an article by uh, Joe Eskenazi. Yeah. And uh, there are several really good articles. There's a great one in USA Today. Uh, This is uh, the source is Mission Local. But there's a great article in USA Today by Jonathan Zimmerman and also a great one by Thomas Fuller in the New York Times. But let let me go back to uh, Joe Eskenazi. This is what he writes. Uh, The citation provided to justify the striking of Paul Revere's name from a K-8 school was a top 10 list from the History Channel. (laughs) Can't even say it. The History Channel website. That article notes that Revere was court-martialed for alleged cowardice and insubordination following the disastrous Penobscot expedition against the British, 1779. During a back and forth in a renaming committee meeting, however, this ignominious Revolutionary War military defeat was somehow, as they've changed it, tied to the conquest of the Penobscot Indians, which was partially somehow attributed to Paul Revere. This is, as the writer says, a telephone game-like invention of fact and never happened. In reality, per the article from the History Channel website itself, Revere went back to silversmithing after the war and sired 16 children. That should be enough for an award anyways from that fact. But... Don't, we all, don't we all admire him for it? <laughs> yeah, but I think it just speaks to, man, there is such a, a hunger for vengeance and a disregard for truth in our current landscape. And I think as a church, uh, elements of that have crept into the church discourse as well. And I think just as Christians, that's something that we to what we hold to uh, need to speak out on if we do see that happening on a, a largest societal backdrop. Let me it's read another. Uh, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. No, you know, it's, it's hard to respond to the mob because the mob is so huge. And of course, you know, depending upon who's in power, they have absolute control. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And I, I think, you know, even uh, during President Trump's last months when he commissioned the 1776 commission, I don't know if you guys were familiar with that. Yes, yep. we are. Yeah. Even on the right, they included no historians in that committee, right. which is similar to this group. And I just think it just speaks to so much of how everything now is opinion based. And, and there's no regard for historical fact or truth or any of that matter. And it's just confirmation that you want from your own bias, which is a scary place to be in. Yeah. Right. We're talking to Eugene Park about what's going on in uh, San Francisco with the renaming of schools. I want to go back to this article um, by Joe Eskenazi because he makes a good point here. He said, this is what you get when you perfunctorily cut and paste material from sources that would not be acceptable for a junior high school oral report and then misstate and misinterpret even that material. I mean, they've got lame material that they're interpreting badly. This could have been prevented, he writes, by the hiring of a 20-year-old intern fact checker (laughs) of the sort that saved many prestigious magazine writers from ruin, or perhaps by consulting a historian who knows what he or she is talking about. Yeah, hey, they could have hired me. I need the extra cash too. And And you were right there willing. I was right there in the area as well. So (laughs) if they're listening, I'm always free to, to help out here. 
So Eugene, it's just laziness, right? I mean, all of a sudden you're, you're deciding historical fact based upon the History Channel website or Wikipedia. Both those sources, you know, everybody knows. I mean, you, you know, especially Wikipedia, that's an open source. So I don't care if you're vetted by Wikipedia or not as, you know, one of those contributors. You could still have a bias and put in lo- wrong information and people would nod their head and think that's the absolute truth. Yeah. And, you know, Wikipedia itself is such an interesting I think trend in our times that it's a community-based project to seek right. truth, which, you know, I, I don't find any problem in that. Um, but I think just even the notion of that is it's a, kind of a new era that we're living in. And, and I, I really think more, I think you touched on it, John, that it, there is a sense of laziness, but I think more than that, I think both sides or groups or whatever you want, they're blinded by vengeance. Um, I think mm-hmm. they're right to see that history has its reckoning, especially American history at this point. Um, but I mean, the Bible is clear. Vengeance is the Lord's. And I think when you look, think about it more deeply, it's because when you take vengeance into humanity's hands, it blinds us. Um, it, it, see, mm-hmm. it makes us ignore truth. It makes us make up truth or it makes us look to history.com to find truth. All right. The history right. channel, which makes great alien documentaries, but I'm not sure if it's a great <laughs> right. historical finder these days. So then but, by yeah. that measure, Willie Brown uh, is a more perfect man than <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. You know, that's... <laughs> You got to laugh out loud when you say that sentence. Yeah, who knows? And, you know, one of the things that actually sit on the report is Abraham Lincoln was a pretty startling figure to cancel, correct? Yeah. And someone actually made the point that Malcolm X was included in, in one of the names. And someone mentioned in his past history, um, he had a history of being a pimp, um, something right. that, you know, even in modern day, I think, uh, liberal trends, that that's not the right way to treat women. But they said, oh, his future life kind of covered over that. But and that just kind of shows that there's a huge cognitive dissonance going on where you, you, when you play God, you don't even make sense yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, Jeremiah Jeffries, who's the committee chair, was asked why they didn't include historians. Why didn't they bring people in to kind of, you know, give their perspective? And he said, what would be the point? What would be the point? History's written and documented pretty well across the board. And so we don't need to belabor history in that regard. He said, we're not debating that. There's no point in debating history. Either it happened or it didn't, as historians have referenced in their own history. So I don't think there's a discussion about that. So it's a very straightforward conversation. So no need to bring historians into it. Okay, so then, Eugene, uh, if we're canceling uh, actual historical fact, then what hope does the church have with the truth of the gospel? I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be a pastor in California and have to fight that uphill battle because, uh, you know, there must be people who are in your congregation who would nod their head and say, what's being done here is, is good and right and true. Yeah, and I think this is where the church in America is in a trickier spot, um, that I think that we even hold to things like truth and objective truth, and, and that we hold that it's found in a book with objective mm-hmm. facts. And I think a lot of that does come with actually speaking up during these times, uh, maybe even, you know, if, if my kids aren't old enough, but if my kids were old enough in this district to, to show up in the meetings and to try and speak some truth into it, uh, no matter the consequence, because I think that's what we're called to do as Christians uh, in the areas that we live. Yeah. yeah. Well, with a five second meeting that you better work awfully fast, Eugene. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Tell I, them to I'm make st- their point and get out. Yeah, I mean, I'm still open to be their fact checker if they're listening. I, I could use extra cash, so please hit me up if you. And maybe fine. if someone hears That's that, good. they'll hire you at the History Channel. <laughs> I would love that job as well. Eugene, always good to see you. Thanks for coming along today. Yeah, same to you guys. Eugene Park, associate pastor of True North Church, Palo Alto, California. His podcast is called Off the Pulpit. Take a break. Come back. Uh, dark under eye circles. That is so hip. That's next. 
Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats recruiter team builder trainer mediator policymaker, and of course paper pusher but not anymore bamboo hr is the number one hr software for small and medium businesses it manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people not paperwork bamboo hr frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job creating a great place to work if the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats you're ready for bamboo If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Do you believe in the historical atom? Let me ask that another way. Do you believe that Adam was the first man who lived, that God created him at the beginning of time? Many in our day, even in the church, deny that Adam ever lived. They insist that Genesis 1 and 2 is merely a fable that Moses, many years later, made up in order to teach Israel about God. Adam and Eve were merely mythological people. To deny the existence of Adam, however, denies the entire word of God, including the New Testament. Jesus himself makes reference to Adam and Eve. Paul speaks of Adam by name six different times in his epistles. We can even go so far as to say that if Adam did not really exist, there was no need for Jesus Christ to come into this world. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsom of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church. For information about our church, check out prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You are a blessing from God to me. There's no one else like you. You are wonderfully made with talents and abilities and characteristics that no one else has. I will do all I can to support and encourage you so that you can become all you've been created to be. You have my blessing. The blessing. It's biblical, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your child. Find out more about the blessing at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash blessing. I just don't know if there's a purpose for TikTok. I'm not. Sh- I'm not convinced of it. Okay, uh, listen. No, it's not my age. It's my not my age group. Uh, I've been on TikTok. I think twice. I look at it oh. and I go, "What the heck is going on there?" Right. But apparently, it's a big thing. I mean, so much so that you know the Chinese are involved. At one point, the administration was involved. Well, check this oh, out. Yeah. Here's the latest from TikTok. Um, Wait, hold on, Mike. Are you on TikTok? You're not. So you're not going to do like a 20 second dance that I can send out to all my friends. I mean, if Mike was on TikTok, yeah. I might tune in again. I'd still <laughs> I, mean, not know I think I might as well, doing. but since he's not, I'm not. What the heck is Mike doing, doing on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Okay, in December, a young woman, Sarah Karstens, a model and creator on social media, 
That's about half the population uh, at this wait, point. Wait, a model and creator on social media. Okay. Reached for a brownish lipstick and swiped it beneath her eyes where she would typically apply concealer, posting the footage to TikTok. Quote, the entire goal is to normalize dark circles. I want them to be considered not ugly, but normal. Sometimes it can be beautiful. We're Gen Z. We all have tired. We're all tired and we have bad sleeping schedules. The Dark Circles video has been viewed on TikTok more than 7 million times. Stop it. Here's the deal. If you have to put makeup to make Dark Circles, you're probably 20, maybe 30 and under. Wait, go back. So uh, we're Gen Z. We have, what'd she say? She says, we're Gen Z. We're all tired and we have bad sleeping schedules. Like they're the only ones who are tired and have bad sleeping schedules. Gen Z. The other generations don't. They have great, they're not doing much and they have great sleep. I want to normalize dark circles. Hang out with somebody who's like 50 and over. I mean, how about somebody friend. who's how about somebody who's 25? Dark circles, you can have kids with dark circles. Leave it alone. Oh my goodness gracious. We live in a topsy turvy world. Thank God for Jesus. That's all. Have a good night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.